the skincare world is like a minefield. There's always a new product, there's always a new gadget coming out. It's hard to know which products are actually non-toxic and are going to deliver powerful outcomes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. From a list of over 250 skincare, hair care, makeup, hair, skin, nail supplements, grooming supplies, dribble rollers, and dermal rolling serums, I've got you covered. All of these products are pre-vetted by me and are free of parabens, salate sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances. Head on over to the shop page at theschoolofradiance.com. If you'd like some customized guidance, which I highly recommend, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session. Use promo code PODCAST15, and I look forward to connecting with you over at theschoolofradiance.com. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, a humble human on a mission here to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin and nails of your life using my background since 2011 as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist and having performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. I bring the best of many worlds, including the worlds of home care, in clinic, and also the research behind what truly can help slow aging. Looking at some of my research on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin. In the School of Radiance podcast, we explore many things beyond just the superficial to help you glow from the inside out and become your most radiant version. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode. In today's show, we are discussing how stem cells assist the skin with rejuvenation. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. We have Christian Drapeau joining us, and he has a very exciting background. He is a stem cell scientist, author, and creator of the first stem cell supplement line. He holds a graduate degree in neurophysiology and has been involved in medical research for over 30 years, the last 20 specifically dedicated to stem cell research. The author of five books, including the best-selling Cracking the Stem Cell Code. He has published dozens of scientific papers on brain research and a biological process he coined called Endogenous Stem Cell Mobilization. Having lectured in 50-plus countries on stem cell research, Christian is known by scientists physicians, and biohackers alike as an expert and pioneer of his field. A scientific advisor to many companies, he is currently the CEO and founder of Kalogen, where he developed the most potent stem cell mobilizer, Stem Regen, and will soon expand to be a full regenerative supplement lines. Very, very exciting. And I'm really excited to have Christian here on the show. We both had the privilege of being part of the recent biohacking conference, as many of you know I spoke at. Welcome, 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 Christian Drapeau. How are you today? Very good, Rachel. Thank you for being on your show. It's lovely having you here. And as always, I like to ask, what is is radiance to you? Because I'm sure that this is a huge thing that you studied with seeing the benefits of what stem cells can really do for the human body. 
But what is radiance to you? Well, of course, we can talk about, you know, all the appearance of the skin and the health that is radiating through uh, through our presence. But but to me, if you ask the question, what is radiance? Uh, I guess it's just peace of mind and being in a place of inner peace so that wherever you are, you just uh, you're just present and in the. Uh, and in the flow of, of, of what is there. And then if you do that, then you, you have to be radiant. Oh, I love that. Yes. Uh, we are two kindred souls in that regard, both seeing radiance on that deep level. It's not just skin deep. It really is the energy. And actually, in accordance to Ayurveda, the 10th body is actually the radiant body. It's the projection, the electromagnetic projection of all of our other bodies, body, mind, spirit, and energy and then some, that's what radiance is. It's this projection to the world of all of those other mechanisms humming along just perfectly. So let's get into your area of expertise. What are the role of stem cells in skin health and rejuvenation? Well, stem cells are the repair system of the body. You know, when we talk about stem cells, for most people, it's a treatment. It's some pl- it's something that you get when you go somewhere. Uh, you get stem cells from the outside. They're put into your body. And for a short amount of time, post-injection, these stem cells will do something good for you. And all of it is true. Um, but the question that is never asked or the angle that is never really talked about is that these stem cells that are used for these treatments, these injections, they come from your bone marrow, from your blood, from your fat tissue. So they are already into your body. So the big question is, what is the natural role of stem cells in your body? What are they doing? Uh, And how we can tap into the stem cells in the body. So when we talk about the skin, it's to understand that stem cells are the repair system. It's to understand that the general thought of aging, the way that medicines, the the medical world sees it, generally speaking, is that if you're 50 years old, for example, you have a 50-year-old liver a 50-year-old lung and and pancreas, and it's not the case. Every organs and tissues are constantly in turnover. Your liver is not more than two, three, four years old. It's renewing all the time. So if you are renewing all the time, then that means you lose cells and you replace them. And that is the role of your stem cells. And I'm saying all of this because the direct answer to your question is to understand that the skin is one of the organs and tissues that renews the fastest. As you know very well, you get a new skin every, what, three, four weeks or so. So that means that if you don't have enough stem cells to repair tissues, your skin cannot be radiant. So the role of stem cells in the skin is to supply the skin with these fresh stem cells that will reconstitute the epidermal stem cell layer, the skin stem cell layer that is directly responsible for renewing and repairing the skin. So stem cells are, let's say, the fundamentals of skin repair and how your skin is going to look like. I love it. In my latest academic paper on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin, I learned that air quality actually impacts the keratinocyte stem cells Mm -hmm. of the skin. So this is a method with your products and some of the beautiful innovations with stem cells to truly help to support the body from within. Even though we're in a world that's, you know, got toxins left, right, and center, air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, organisms, all those things. So The way I see it, the more support we can give the body, the better, especially in these times where we're just exposed to so much. 
I have a quick question for those of you who are listening and maybe are considering having some type of some type of stem cell modality. Do you have any safety tips for potential candidates and those considering stem cells? So are you referring here to the use of stem cells for the skin or for any other application? I would say mainly for joints and recovery uh-huh. because a lot of times this is what people are first exposed to. Oh, you mm-hmm. could have stem cells or exosomes for this, that, the other thing, right? Like I have a neck injury and that's something that was suggested for me or knee injuries simply because this is something that's come on the market and there's lots of people out there when something new comes out that aren't really as good mm-hmm as they should be with these things? So do you have any safety tips? My goodness, it's such a deep topic. I mean, generally speaking, let's just say that it is it is a, a treatment modality that is, is safe. Uh, it is a little bit invasive. We're talking about needles, you know, that are going to be inserted in joints. Um, but it's the it, in terms of being invasive, that's not a big deal. So as long as it's done in an environment that is really sterile and it's well done, the safety of it is is it's not it's not a, a big deal. Now, injected stem cells can at times, and I don't know if the the reason for this to happen in some people or and not in others uh, is well understood. But stem cells can trigger some form of cytokine storm, and it happens that people go for an injection in joints, and suddenly. Uh, their condition is is worse for a little while before it gets better. Uh, so, but in these case, I would say there's no panic. It's it almost all the time ends up being better after some time. So, I would say for general speak generally speaking, stem cell injection in joints uh, is is relatively safe. Excellent. And there could be some overlap here when someone is seeking my guidance for skin and rejuvenation insights. I always like to say, make sure that toxic bucket, otherwise known as the oxidative stress status, is as empty as possible before doing some type of rejuvenation. So you reduce what you just mentioned mm-hmm. and you know delayed healing and getting more powerful outcomes. And that's where biohacking comes in, right? Absolutely. Now you have to reduce. I mean, Oxidative stress, yes, but in the case of stem cells, where probably more research has been done, is systemic inflammation. Uh, Inflammation markers or anything that triggers inflammation in a tissue, its function, among other things, and I would almost I say I would I would almost say principally, is to open the vasculature to allow for the fast delivery of cells, immune cells, if there's an infection, and stem cells in order to repair. That is the function of these molecules to begin with. So when you have systemic inflammation, that means you sort of trigger the role of stem cells in their ability to repair and migrate into tissues outside of the area where they normally have to be uh, triggered. There's all stem cells, their function is not simple in the sense that there's a whole sequence of events. When they land into a capillary that is in the tissue that is damaged in that area, their ability to migrate out of the blood is triggered. Then after that, their ability to cross the capillary wall, then land in the tissue. Now it's another phase of adhesion molecule. You have stem cells crawl in the tissue to the site of the injury. Uh, so, so there's a whole sequence of event. If you trigger the first sequence, which is migration across the capillary wall or adhesion on the capillary wall, but you do that outside of the capillary because you have systemic inflammation, inflammatory signals that are outside of where they should be, meaning in the local areas where you have an injury, 
you more or less shut down the ability of your stem cells to really do their job when they do reach the place to repair. So, so in, in terms of stem cells, you reduce oxidative stress, but also do all that you can to reduce systemic inflammation before you get any kind of stem cell treatment. Mm-hmm. I really see this massive advancement and innovation in skin and rejuvenation and overall health and wellness with things like what you have researched for decades, as well as energy medicine. And when we combine the two of these things with biohacking and healthy living practices, reducing toxins in your environment, that is really going to, I think, give people the best shot, especially in this day and age. And here in Florida, you see, you you know, you drive down the street and you see tons of clinics offering these things. So it's very prevalent in certain places in the world and not so much in other places Mm -hmm. in the world. And what we discuss is not medical advice, it's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. I happen to know a lot of people are traveling to receive these Mm -hmm. types of regenerative therapies, and they are very happy with their outcomes. How do stem cells contribute to slowing the aging process as it applies to beauty, Mm -hmm. as well as health optimization? I would say if I go back a little bit to what I was saying before, that your tissues are constantly in turnover. And let's let's go into this a little bit deeper because that is really the core of the answer as to why stem cells play a central role, not only in aging, slowing aging, but, but more than anything else. Um, instead of saying preventing disease, I would say to keep the health that you have today, to age while maintaining your health. And it's the understanding that Stem cells are your repair system. So when stem cells were discovered um, in the role that we know of stem cells today, so we're in the beginning of the year 2000, uh, they are your repair system. So many studies are done to look at how stem cells are going to go and repair um, a heart attack, a stroke, um, emphysema, whatever, diabetes. And all these studies were done and have been published. But as people do these studies and they mark stem cells in the way that you can follow them in the body, and if, you, if your study is about heart attack, for example, you follow the journey of stem cells to the heart. But when scientists started to look at other tissues and organs in these animals, uh, or even in people, then you start to see this phenomenon that, yes, stem cells go primarily where there is an injury to repair, but in the background, they actually go everywhere. You find them everywhere in the body, but the rate at which they incorporate various tissues vary enormously. And if you take all that data and you extrapolate it, so I want to be clear, these are not hard numbers. They're just extrapolation. But you would have like a new liver every two, three years, a new pancreas four to six years, new lung four to six years, half of a new heart every 25 years, new skin every month. Everything is in turnover. So if we understand that everything is on turnover, Uh, since the day we are born, we age not because we're losing cells, because we lose them all the time. We age because the number of stem cells available to replace the cells that are being lost goes down as we age. By age 30, we have lost about 90% of our red marrow that makes stem cells. So we have a dramatic decline in the number of stem cells in circulation available to participate to this process of tissue maintenance. So when you pass your 30s, your 40s, you know, from the day when you start to get up in the morning and before that you would say, uh, I was was with a, a group of young adults not long ago and I said, you don't understand. 
it, it has never happened to you to get up in the morning and, and thinking about your health. You just get up and you go. And there's a time past 40 where there's not a morning that you don't get up. And there's not a little bit of a small reminder here that you're, you're no longer 20. When we start to experience this, it's because our ability to replace the cells that are being lost has, been, has declined to a point where we cannot fully offset that cellular loss. That's when the problems start to develop. In 5, 10, 15 years down the road, they will be one of, of a whole series of so-called age-related problems. If you can, I wrote an article on this in 2013, and the, the suggestion was that stem cells are actually the central uh, cause of disease formation. Uh, not stem cells themselves, but the fact that the number of stem cells in circulation declines as we age. That is why we develop problems. As you lose cells in your pancreas, if you cannot fully replace them, then if for you and your health, your pancreas is the weak spot, then it's diabetes down the road. If some, somebody else is the brain, well, it's Parkinson and so on. And in that article, I was saying, if that is true as a concept, there's an easy way to verify Let's go and count the number of stem cells in the bloodstream of people who have developed age-related problems and see if you have fewer stem cells in these individuals. And now these studies have been done with atherosclerosis, heart disease, lupus, Alzheimer's, Parkinson, um, high blood pressure, emphysema, kidney failure, liver failure, uh, arthritis, uh, erectile dysfunction. I mean, the list keeps going. Every single one of those studies is saying the same thing. People who have developed these problems have less than half the number of stem cells that you find in a healthy population of the same age. So going back to your question, how do stem cells contribute to slowing the aging process? I, I will have to put it the other way. It's not that they slow the aging process. It's that they sort of uphand, they enhance your ability to maintain the health that you have today by putting more stem cells in circulation, you can replace the cells that are being lost. So this turnover process, you sustain it in a way that whatever organ function that you have today, well, you keep it as you age. So it is, to me, the ultimate and the core sort of healthy aging strategy. Does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful answer. Very eloquently stated, Christian. So I have a question for you. What are your favorite sources of stem cells? Adipocytes, bone marrow from a donor or from ourselves? Again, deep questions because they're, they're, they're all different. They all do different things to an extent. They all have their plus and their minuses. Uh, and you will find people who are diehard believers in one versus the others. There are reasons for wanting one more than another, but, but let's briefly go through them. Your bone marrow stem cells are probably, I would say, somewhere the least effective because they are the ones that will age the most with you compared to adipose stem cells. They tend to be more like quiescent or dormant stem cells. Uh, so when you extract stem cells from fat tissue, uh, they tend to be younger than what you will find in the bone marrow. The bone marrow stem cells, however, will be in their ability to repair 
a tissues will be better to repair a wider range of tissues to a large extent. So doing both is probably a great thing. Uh, if you take, if you, if you think of other people's stem cells, honestly, I would say the only one that matters would be either umbilical cord stem cells, or in some countries they will do dental pulp stem cells. You know, when a young kid uh, loses a tooth, then you take that tooth, put that into a little tube that has some sort of a milk. They call it a milk that keeps the the cells alive. You send that to the lab. And and they can isolate these stem cells. And, and the use of these stem cells, either umbilical or uh, 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 dental pulp stem cells, is that they, they're coming from a young individual and young stem cells are better than old stem cells, which I just open a parenthesis here, has led to this statement made many, many times I have seen on social media by different people that past 40 years of age, your stem cells are worthless because they're too old. And it is absolutely categorically, absolutely untrue. Uh, yes, they are better when you're two, three months old or five years old, but your stem cells at 40, 50, 60, they're still plenty good. We're doing a study right now by simply using a blend of plants that trigger the release of your own stem cells. At the age that you have right now, you just release your own. And the study is on congested, chronic stable congestive heart failure. All patients are above 68 years of age. And so far in that study, every single one of them has normalized their, cardiovascular, their cardiac function after six months. And they're all into their you know, late 60s, if not 70s. So just to show here, your stem cells are good. But if you wanted, you can get umbilical cord stem cells, dental pulp stem cells. They come from somebody else. The hiccup with these, some people would say, is that it's not easy to have an absolute pure solution of stem cells. There are other things with it. Purity in this world in that way does not like really exist. So you get injected potentially with cellular debris, tissue debris from another person. What could this be in terms of creating a a sort of a low-grade background autoimmune uh, or, or immune reaction. So it is unknown. It's not been done long enough. To this, I'm going to add that if you use cells that have been cryopreserved, meaning frozen for long periods of time, um, it is a new science. We really do not know if the cells that are frozen when your child is born, uh, if you need them when he's 20 or you need them, let's say, 20 years down the road, are these stem cells that have been for 20 years frozen as good as on day one? And are they as good as the stem cells that you have right now in your bone marrow 20 years later? It's an open question. So this is, I just want to say there are pros and cons for all of them. The reason why I'm so interested into tapping into what is called endogenous stem cell mobilization, meaning releasing your own, it's that you can do this every day for long periods of time. Uh, we have a blend of plants that will trigger the release of about 10 million of your own stem cells. Do this every day for three months. You have released a billion of your own stem cells. Let's say they're half as effective as when you were five years old. Well, that's 500 million of your five-year-old five stem cells. It's still very significant for your health. But overall, all the stem cells, if, if you've chosen to do one of those types of stem cells, Overall, they're all good. They all work. They all have their, their, their pros and cons. Yes, great answer. So last August, I spoke at a biohacking event, and I was in a room with, you know, I know you weren't there, but you should have been there. Uh, this was about 20 to 30 of, you know, some of North America's top stem cell doctors. 
And here I am, an aesthetic nurse, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, we are at this time when stem cells are just starting to become accepted and coming from the aesthetics world, I'm seeing now where neurotoxins and Botox was in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see what's to come because I, I see us, it's, you know, people practicing this now. This is like the cowboy era, right? Uh -huh. We're trialing and error, we're studying everything. When do you think this will become more widely accepted with well-established protocols? Let, let me just say that I've been talking about this now for a little bit over 20 years. <clears throat> I've gone through all the phase of the evolution of, of this whole field. I went through the phase where we just had to convince people that no stem cells are not baby parts. It has never come from baby parts. No life is sacrificed by using stem cells. It took a long time to talk this through. Then it was the fact that your own stem cells really can really help you. Because for a while, it was thought that it's only, uh, it's only uh, embryonic stem cells that can be valuable. Then came out all these messages that it's not safe, like it's Frankenstein medicine. And in reality, what we're discovering today is that you release stem cells since the day you're born. If it is Frankenstein medicine, then we're all Frankensteins because it's it's part of our of our of our buildup of our biology. We release stem cells every day, every single time in our lives when we've had a single cut, a broken bone, whatever it is. Stem cells is what has repaired. So they're there. So we're only basically discovery, discovering through observation a phenomenon that has always been there. So it is safe. There's no safety issue. So I've gone through all these steps. And I must say that talking about this for more than 20 years, in 2023, this year, the different reception that we get on the marketplace the people the open mindedness that we get on the on on the marketplace people now receiving that message both the people and the medical community there is a huge shift so there's a lot of people who have done a lot of big big weight lifting uh in order to to bring forward this concept making accepted and now it feel it feels like it crossed sort of a a critical mass so my feeling here is that this is now going to grow fairly fast and if it develops in the i was going to say in the only logical way that it can but we know that time at times things don't develop the way that they should uh the, the marketplace has its own dynamics and force sometimes but let's say we just project common sense in the next five to ten years stem cells should become central to any kind of medical approach they are your repair system nothing in your body can repair if you don't tap into your repair system you can do other things to enhance the ability of the body to repair a lot of other things but if i go back to like a very very sort of a uh, fifty thousand feet approach everything that we do in biohacking, in medicine, in any way that we do, we want to support existing cells. We want to increase mitochondrial function. We want to, uh, autophagy, uh, synolytics. We want to do something on an existing cell. Stem cell brings new cells to your body. It, it's, it's so fundamental in terms of their contribution. Then you can support these cells once they form new tissues. But I think that once, when that really sinks in, any approach from a medical standpoint will start by making sure we take care of your stem cells, we enhance them, we facilitate their natural role in your body. Uh, that's, that's kind of where I see all of this going.
Mm-hmm. I really like your approach. I like this approach of being able to take things from our own body and then have them applied to other areas of the body from yourself. Because when it's coming from an external source, which is where exosomes come from, then yes, there's these other variables. What's really cool about this is in the aesthetics world, this is now being done in conjunction with liposuction. You're going mm-hmm. in and getting, you know, some work done around the belly or the arms or the inner thighs. And if you're seeing an excellent surgeon, they're probably going to say to you, hey, why don't we harvest some of your stem cells and use this for further rejuvenation? I love, love, love where this is going. And I've always had a seven to eight year rule because it takes time for these protocols to become well established mm-hmm. as well as as well as how products are processed because they do go through a laboratory process to purify. And I love this autologous approach where there's a little bit more control. You know, it's from you Mm -hmm. and women of my generation, we are seriously thinking about this when we're giving birth and we're preparing for that. You know, I'm going to be saving that cord blood and the placental tissue for, you know, whatever use I may need or my family may need as well. So this is becoming more and more popular, especially in different pockets in North America and in Europe and across the globe, really. So I'm excited to see more women of my generation seeing the power of stem cells and really what's to come. Very exciting to observe. How can we tap into the regenerative power of our own stem cells? Well, that is that is really the field that I have that I have developed, uh, and I developed it um, not how could I say it didn't start by an interest in stem cells. Uh, I it, it's really the traditional scientific approach. So I was studying. You may know the, the, this product, Klamath Lake Blue Green Algae. Uh, in the, it was popular. I mean, it's still popular. But there was a company that was really marketing massively this product in America in the in the in the 1990s. And so, as soon as the Deshay was passed in America, I was hired by this company to do the research on this plant to document its mechanism of action and how what the science that we can use to back up the claims that are being made, uh, so that under Deshay these claims could be made. So we very quickly identified the active compound on inflammation, the active compound uh, on its immune immune stimulation properties, and also the fact that this blue-green algae contains phenylethylamine, also known as the molecule of love. Many people take blue-green algae and they feel a sense of mental energy, mental clarity, like well-being. So it's because it contains PEA. So we documented all of this. And as I'm documenting all of this, I came across cases of people who reversed pretty significant health conditions. Uh, So the benefit or the improvement was fairly impressive, but the most mysterious or challenging for me as a scientist is that people report benefits on improvements on pancreatic function, liver function, heart function, lung function, on the brain, on, on joints, on the skin. And the question was, what is the heck? what is this plant doing, you know, to, to bring such extensive benefit, but are t- that are touching so many different aspects of human health. So for a number of years, we had no real explanation until I came across January 2001. Uh, if I remember well, it was an article describing for the first time to me that a stem cell left the bone marrow, went to the brain and became a brain cell. 
So I went in the scientific literature. So first, stem cells in 2001 are only known to be blood precursors. Red blood cells, lymphocytes, and platelets. They don't do anything else. If you say anything else, you're a lunatic. And of all cells, brain cells, I'm a neuroscientist. We were taught stem cells, do uh, the brain does not repair. So that a stem cell of all tissue became a brain cell, that was like a, a profound breakthrough. So to see if it was a fluke or what it was, I went to scientific literature and I found same uh, observation on stem cells becoming liver cells and becoming heart cells. So I thought as a physiologist, if stem cells can become heart, brain, and liver, why not pancreas, lung, skin, and the rest? It makes no sense. So it was just a matter of time. Uh, that scientists would would document these. So let's accept that they can become everything. They have to be the repair system of the body. How do you want a cell, a stem cell is going in the brain, becoming a brain cell, and it's not its function? It had to be the repair system. So I published this article in the journal Medical Hypotheses uh, in in 2001, and suggesting that stem cells are the repair system of the body. And in the back of my mind, what if that blue-green algae, its mechanism of action, it's to be a stem cell mobilizer? By putting more stem cells in circulation, they are the repair system. So they will repair the pancreas of the diabetic, the lung of the emphysema, the heart of the cardiac patient, the brain of the Parkinson, and so on. And that's what we had. So we acquired a flow cytometer. We start to count stem cells in our own blood at first. And very quickly, we saw that that plant was a stem cell mobilizer. So my entire career went into the whole study of how we can release our own stem cells and what's the impact of that on health. So I wrote a book, Cracking the Stem Cell Code. It lays out all the science on how triggering the release of your own stem cells can help in many, many types of conditions. And I just continued to research other plants after discovering this first one. Then the question is, what else is known historically to be associated with a broad variety of health benefits like goji berries, medicinal mushroom, All the adaptogens, you know, they're known to be good for many things, but we don't really have a real good mechanism of action. So we tested them on stem cells and we found they all have an effect on stem cells. So the next round we went to, you go to places outside of the main global economy, like in Madagascar, in Papua New Guinea, South America, Africa, on the Tibetan plateau. What do they use there? What is their go-to plant to, to use for many kinds of problems. And let's go and study these. And that is where we find we found some of our strongest plants. So I have developed this product, which is essentially a blend of the top five plants that we have discovered over the years act as stem cell mobilizers. So by releasing your own stem cells, you increase the number of stem cells in circulation. And we know that there's a direct link between how many stem cells are in your bloodstream right now and repair what's broken or maintain the health, uh, your health as you age. So if you can put more stem cells like this every day, you're really tapping at the innate ability of the body to repair. So that is what I refer to when I say how you can tap into the regenerative power of your own stem cells to do this in a simple way. You can do this every day over long periods of time, uh, and we can get at time pretty spectacular results. Excellent. I remember back in 2012, 2013, there was a new anti-aging skin serum on the market that used Swiss apples and the stem Uh cells from that. So stem cells and skincare is not new. It has been around for quite some time. What it comes down to is a highly researched source of that. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you, Christian, to share with, with us all 
Tell us about your products that you have extensively researched for decades and created to support our own regenerative power of our own stem cells. So the, the the product name is Stem Regen, and basically it's what I just described. It's it's the blend of the top five plans that we have documented over the years trigger the release of our own stem cells. So to get so so for your listeners to get a good understanding of of what that means uh, in our studies. So these are all uh, double blind crossover placebo controlled studies. So people come in the morning in the lab, they sit down for about an hour just to be to be uh, sort of. To have their blood like completely calm, if I could say, because when you when you're activated, when you're stressed, when you move, you change your blood cell population. So we want things to be all calm and stable. Then we take a blood sample. Then we give the person the placebo or the plan that we want to study, and then we take another blood sample an hour, two hours three hours after consumption. And we pass these blood samples into a flow cytometer, which is a machine that counts the number of stem cells. I'm simplifying here, but counts the number of stem cells. And we can, and then the, the, the same person comes back a week later and we, we redo the exact same process, taking this time the other one, the placebo or the plant, and uh, because it's double blind. And then we subtract from the effect of a plant, we subtract the person's circadian cycle in terms of how many stem cells they have in their bloodstream during that time frame where we do the study. Uh, and so that's how we document that these plants put more stem cells in circulation. So we have plants that will increase anywhere between 25% to, to 80% the number of stem cells in circulation. The top five that we have documented are included in stem regen. And as we were doing uh, some of that research, I mentioned, for example, medicinal mushroom. When we tested medicinal mushroom, reishi, cordyceps, lion's mane, uh, for their effect on stem cells, what we saw is that we saw this very quick drop in the number of stem cells, about 20, 25% drop within about 20 minutes. And that was very puzzling because everything that we had seen so far was more stem cells in circulation. So the first conclusion was the machine must be broken, the machine must be dirty, uh, the regions must be problematic. So cleaning the machine, changing all the regions, changing the antibodies, this, uh, and then after a few months, really understanding that, no, it looks like it's a real response. And what we discovered is that some of these plants the, the, the plants that have polysaccharide, generally speaking, so goji berry, uh, medicinal mushroom, uh, what they do is that they, they increase the density of the receptor at the surface of stem cells that is used to locate the tissues that need repair. So these tissues needing repair release a compound, SDF1. It connects with that receptor. And when the stem cells is in the fine capillaries of the affected tissue and that molecule is there, when they connect with the receptor, it makes the stem cell migrate into the tissue. So if you increase the density of these receptors, the stem cells now are more capable, more receptive to migrate into tissues. So they leave the blood circulation. So that's why we saw that, that, that drop. So once we start to, dust, to, to, to document those kinds of plants... And that's a breakthrough discovery. It is a breakthrough discovery because we have never published on it for one simple stupid reason is that in science, you cannot publish something if you cannot docu uh, sorry, discuss it in lieu of existing science. 
and there's virtually nothing done on stem cell migration. So we need to really go back to fundamental science and start to, to document it more before we can show what this plant is doing on the whole process. So my hope is that we get into this down the road, but it's pretty clear that if we want these stem cells to leave the blood, to go into your skin, for example, to repair your skin, they need to migrate. So even though we may not have scientifically well-documented all this phenomenon, if we can see that they leave the blood to go into the tissue, one might as well include that in the product to just enhance that process as well. So we have five products that release stem cells, two that stimulates their migration. So when you take the product, you have about 10 million new stem cells in circulation, uh, and then we help them move into tissues. Uh, and by doing this cycle every day, or even several times a day, you basically send these waves of stem cells, your own stem cells, you release them naturally in a number that is physiological. They migrate in tissues in a physiological way, the way that your body is biologically intended to repair. And as you do this every day, then the cumulative effect over time can be at time quite, quite impressive. Oh, I love this. And I know a number of my colleagues are doing more and more work with stem cells after lasers, for example, a fractionated mm -hmm. laser for mm -hmm. collagen stimulation and resurfacing. This is being done now, which is very exciting. And I'm looking forward to doing a study on this as well this year because this is where things are going. This is where things are going, doing things to the skin, micro injuries, putting mm -hmm. stem cells on top of the skin to then support healing and speed up Correct. healing, which I see faster healing with biohackers across the board with rejuvenation, way better skin outcomes with actually minimal invasive therapies. However, I love what you've created, this ability to harness the body's own ability to utilize these compounds, have a go throughout the body, because when all of your organs and your brain are functioning better, your skin will tell you that there's been an improvement on the inside, not to mention the opportunity for these types of agents to help with oxidative stress status. And, you know, this is, if you want great skin, this is part of the process is really taking these types of agents to support the body from within because the skin will show you that your internal machinery is working much smoother. Absolutely. If, if anyone is interested into getting a stem cell injection for whatever purpose, um, for your Parkinson, for your diabetes, whatever it is, then I would say what you just talked about is a really good idea. Schedule just a day or two before your stem cell injection, schedule a laser treatment, microneedling, whatever it is, an injury to the skin, because the stem cells that you're, you're going to get will go wherever it signals. So they will go to your skin and you're going to really leverage the treatment because when you create an injury to the skin, uh, regardless what you do around that treatment, the repair comes from your stem cells. It's your stem cells that repair. They are your repair system. When you have a cold, it's your immune system that does the job. Nothing else in your body does it. It's your immune system. That's what it does. Your stem cells are your repair system. When you repair, it's your stem cells that are repairing. So you do this before a stem cell injection or you take a product, you take stem regen and then you put more stem cells in circulation and you make sure that you take a few doses of stem regen on the day of your microneedling or laser, whatever the treatment is, and then do this, let's say three times a day in the week that follows. 
And then you will have leveraged the heck out of the same treatment that you're doing because you're providing the building blocks of the repair for the injury that was triggered, you know, in your face. Absolutely. And a number of the agents that I love to suggest for supporting the body's ability to make more collagen, antioxidants, omegas, and actually consuming collagen supplements. And this is something that personally I am adding into my protocols as well for that extra little super sophisticated ability for our body to actually have more stem cells Mm -hmm. available to then make more happy, healthy collagen and all of that. So I I love what you're doing. And do you have any closing words for us today, Christian? I mean, it's, it's something that we already talk about is just to really realize stem cells are they, they're, they're the building block of the body. They are our repair system. We have evolved over the past, let's say 50,000 years, whatever the number of years we put in for a long time with a, an average lifespan of about 30 years of age. Longevity has never been selected in our biological evolution. We're not made to live. We may have the ability to live longer, but the repair system, the thing in your body that keeps you healthy and strong, which is your red marrow that produces stem cells. Your red marrow converts into yellow marrow. And by age 30, almost 90% of your red marrow is gone. So, and, and that coincide when the time when you, that's the, the, our biology was made to be strong during these 30 years. When we understand that there's tons of things that we can do with biohacking to increase longevity, increase uh, the quality of life during that longevity. But the core aspect of this is our stem cells. So I think when we understand that very well, then, then we understand how important it is to make it as as one of the core aspects of any strategy that we have for either beauty, radiance, or just overall health. And, And the last thing that I would say is that stem cells don't go where you want them to go. They go where they're called. And that is why the microneedling, the laser that you're talking about, as you do this in conjunction with a product like Stem Regen, that's where you get the greatest results. But let's say you have pain in your shoulder. Let's say you have a problem in your knee, in your hip, wherever the problem is move that area, trigger inflammation, little bit of pain in that area, because that will tell stem cells to go to that area. So in any case, last thought is just tap into the regenerative power of your stem cells, because it is how you regenerate. Oh, I love that. I could even see this being in conjunction with self-massage using gua sha tools to activate that fascia, move that lymph around. I just, I think the the sky's really the limit with the ability to simulate our bodies on stem cells with a lot of these products now, especially yours with your decades of research. Now, this is really important for those of you tuning into the show. You know that my one of my bottom lines is to help you all be more conscious consumers. And with things like stem cells and exosomes becoming more of a buzzword, you do need to make sure that you do your research and understand who is behind the company which is why I'm very particular who I bring on the show. So take a good look into Christian's eyes here. And we, we had a little chat before here and we're, we're two humans on a very similar mission here to help humans live their best life. And so I'm really grateful to have had you here on the show, Christian Drapo. It's been an honor. Fantastic. You're making some excellent products to help people. And everyone, be sure to check out the link in bio for this episode for special savings. 
to get your STEM region today. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your incredible research and your breadth of knowledge. It's been an honor having you on the show.